right, how is it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we're talking to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I am so excited to be talking to Dom Holland, who is the creator, the CEO of Fast. Dom, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Matt. Uh, happy to be here. Yeah, thanks for coming on. I'm super intrigued into you know what you're building at Fast, and I, I'm just really excited to dive in. And with that, let's kind of go right into the product. Can you describe kind of what Fast is? Yeah, definitely. So we describe Fast as the world's fastest login and checkout. Uh, so the idea is it's a one-click login and a one-click checkout uh, that we have. The one-click login is a live product that's available today in sort of general release. Uh, and the one-click checkout is coming uh, sort of f- uh, early next year. Um, and uh, so f- the idea is, is that we sit as a third-party network to scale authentication and checkout between businesses so the consumers don't one, they don't need to use passwords, so we completely eliminate passwords, but they don't need to continually re-authenticate themselves. They don't need to fill in credit card forms or you know, shipping details and name and, and sort of arbitrary forms over and over. So we make uh, life of consumers very, very easy and very fast. So let's dive into kind of each of those specific verticals. So for the one-click login, let's say, you know, later today, I log into Airtable, I put in my manual information, and I also need to log into HubSpot, right? I put in my manual information. If I was using Fast, can you describe to me what that process would look like and feel like? Yeah, so you would have a, uh, so we have our Fast login uh, box or button that appears on client sites. The first, uh, the first time that you use fast login, uh, you receive, you put in your email address, hit fast login and you receive, and this all happens from the, the site you're trying to log into, say Airtable, and you receive an email with a magic link to click, right? A little, little green button that um, gets emailed to you. And when you click the little green button, it authenticates you, right? We now know that you're in control of the email address. We authenticate you based on your email and it logs you directly into the site that you're trying to log into, say Airtable. Now, once you've done that, Fast now knows who you are. So now if you're on another site that's fast enabled, there's no reason for you to re-authenticate yourself. Uh, and so now it's just a one-click login on the next site that uses fast. And in fact, we'll even preload your email address into that fast box. You don't have to type that again. Uh, and, and it's because fundamentally the thing that's broken about authentication is not passwords. I mean, passwords are broken and they just need to you know, be eliminated. But the reality is it's the first party authentication is the thing that's broken. So every company replicates this token or replicates the login functionality over and over and over again. And by using a third party, you know, much like the sort of Facebook Connect or Google login, that style of um, third party login, it it takes away the friction and and makes authentication and logging in and registering so much faster. So correct me if I'm wrong, but this is not something that a consumer can't like, like someone like me can put onto Airtable or HubSpot. This is a, this is something that they put on their site. And if it's yeah. on their site, I can log in through fast. Is, is that correct? Yeah, exactly. So we integrate with the website. Uh, and the reason we've taken that route instead of being, you know, a sort of browser extension or, or in a password manager or something else is the way that we look, uh, I look at it is that they are band-aid fixes to essentially the same problem, right? And so we, we have the same conclusion that logging in is too hard. And um, we also have the conclusion that if this 
severe security problems with passwords, right? Phishing attacks, credential stuffing attacks. It's horrific the sort of state of passwords. Um, but we have the, you know, the, the fact of authentication, making authentication easier is that we think there needs to be an easier method for a consumer. Band-Aid, um, Chrome extensions and, uh, you know, uh, password managers, they sit as a, they sort of abstract the password away while still actually having it there under the surface and a consumer can install it and it's, a solution, a partial solution for that one consumer only. When we integrate with a website, 100% of that company's audience is now, you know, has their authentication problem solved. Um, every single user doesn't need to use password. Every single user can now log in easily. And then they can log in easily to every other site that uses fast as well. So it's, um, it, it gives businesses the ability to actually control how easy it is for consumers to log into their site. Whereas, uh, you know, consumer-led solutions mean, you know, and at the moment password managers have like 3 or 4%, you know, um, uh, install rates so you know it's a very small group of consumers who actually have any type of solution in place and it's really a lackluster solution password managers anyway yeah that's super smart that's uh i definitely wouldn't have thought of that but now that you mention it it's just the it's almost the obvious choice and now that you're kind of pioneering in the space um that's uh, i feel like uh, yeah i feel like i understand fast so much more now i'm kind of curious like if i wanted to if I was a company and I wanted to enable a fast login on my website to kind of join like kind of the fast network, um, what process would I go through to add a fast button to my website? Yeah. So, you know, I'm a firm believer in taking the friction away um, in business. And so one, you know, product is designed to make it very, very easy to be, to be used by consumers. It's also designed to make it very, very easy to be installed by businesses, right? So we take the friction away from every possible component. Um, so we have plugins for most major platforms. So if you're running on any major CMS platform, e-commerce platform, uh, we typically have an integration for that. So you can install it in like a matter of minutes by installing a plugin or an application or or, you know, an add-on or what extension, whatever they want to call them. Uh, if you're running a custom platform, we've got an open API. There's two lines of code to actually put the fast login button on your site into the login page. And then there's like a, a one simple API call on the back end to be able to um, authenticate requests. It's much like implementing a capture field, um, a, a capture um, extension into a form on your site it's basically the same sort of infrastructure to, to be able to install that so it's really really easy to install okay so that is the the login side the one click login and you mentioned that there is another product the kind of one click checkout that is yeah. that is in the works or coming out out soon can you go into how that works or how that's going to work yeah, and so uh, so I, I sort of refer to them as products just for ease of sort of um, exchangeability. The reality is they're tapping into the exact same network. Uh, you know, installing installing one or the other will have the exact same process, the same application you can install through the plugin, you know, same plugin, same extension, can run both login and, and checkout. Um, so if you kind of think... The checkout works in the same way as login in terms of the first way, first time you log in, it, you know, we authenticate you, then after that, it's just one-click login. Checkout works in the same way, right? The first time you give us your checkout details, now every other site that has fast checkout, suddenly it's one-click checkout. It unlocks, this, it's incredibly frictionless to onboard consumers. It means that for consumers, they just take their normal action the first time through us. Obviously, it's a conversion-optimized form. We'll get them through there faster. It's a lot easier to use than a sort of standard checkout. 
But at the same time, it's the second checkout. It's the third checkout. It's just that magical experience, right? There's no need for you to re-enter that information again. It doesn't matter that you're on a new site now. It doesn't matter that, you know, um, it's a completely different company. Because Fast is sitting there, you know, in, in, in the middle, we make that so much easier. So I hear the word uh, network effects thrown out, thrown around a lot um, in companies yeah. that I, I personally don't believe have any network effects. Yeah. And, but uh, as as you're talking, and you you haven't even said the word yet, but as you're talking, I, I'm realizing I feel like Fast will have or already has one of the strongest network effects that that one can have. Can you kind of go into your thoughts on? Uh, growing fast and growing adoption as the obviously the more you grow the more valuable it becomes and it's just kind of a flywheel yeah yeah exactly so we have um so essentially both of our pro you know the, the sort of fast stack is is a two-sided marketplace right you've got a marketplace of retailers marketplace of consumers uh, now you know it's obviously very hard to grow a two-sided marketplace in saying that my last my last startup was a two-sided marketplace as well and that company grew to you know we did 50 million dollars over four years so Growing two-sided marketplaces are a little bit of my sort of sweet spot. But at the same time, we actually have these beautiful wedges in a market in, in that the first iteration of Fast was as a passwordless login. The utility of a passwordless login is incredibly valuable for businesses, right? So take away every network effect in our business. Just looking at the utility of a passwordless login has a lot of value, right? There's a lot of companies now implementing sort of um, uh, magic links directly into their site as an alternative to passwords, you know, Medium, Slack, all these sort of brands are, are going down this route um, and it's becoming more prevalent. So we, we use that utility, that wedge of the passwordless login as an initial driver for um, for fast login, and it means that sites can implement fast login to get the passwordless you know authentication on their site without having to do any engineering work. It's really really simple for them to just integrate that instead of building that themselves. The reality is is that once we have that, every business that integrates for us, obviously all of their consumer base start using fast, right? Or very very large. Our our, our um, integration rates, our sort of engagement rates amongst consumers is tremendously high. And, uh, and so obviously every business unlocks this huge volume of consumers and every additional website that comes on um, starts spinning that flywheel faster. In the same side, every consumer that uses Fast obviously starts spinning that flywheel faster as well because there's more businesses that want to engage with us the bigger the network of consumers. So um, yeah, it's it's a really incredible, and, and on the checkout side, it's the same thing, right? It's the first time we have a conversion optimized checkout form that's faster than that at checking out on a merchant site than their own checkout form. But at the same time, it's the second time logins that have, that, you know, that have that drive that real, um, uh, real increase in, in scale and, and conversion opportunity for additional merchants. So, um, so yeah, both sides of the marketplace spin that flywheel faster. So something that I've seen on Twitter recently, or it might've been in podcasts, I'm not sure, but is this thought on that if you are trying to grow a company and grow user adoption, you shouldn't actually hire a, a, a large growth team to grow. You should just take all that money that you would invest into growth and just put it into product and make the product 10 times better. And in your answer that you just kind of gave me, you, it was very engineering centric, product centric. I'm kind of curious to hear how do you think about growing fast and is it a product like growth is it you know marketing like growth is it all of the above i'm, I'm interested to hear how you're thinking about that moving forward yeah uh, so i think every every business is different right um and so no two are the same i think some businesses definitely 
uh, lend themselves well to uh, you know consumer type marketing, which will help grow a marketplace. Um, and in that type, in that regard, and like you know, I sort of counsel some startups, and and uh, and recently a really you know, clo- a close friend of mine who's a founder has got a very great um, sort of growing marketplace startup. And I, you know, one of the key things I said for him to spend money on is a growth team. Uh, so I definitely think that some businesses just lend themselves well to this, um, to that style of growth. For us, we're B2B to C, right? So we, again, if we were a B2C, like a password manager, we'd be hiring a growth team to try and advertise to consumers to download this app or, you know, download the extension or, you know, Honey has just been acquired for a huge amount is, you know, they go after the consumer directly. That's like, that's their channel. For us, we integrate with websites, we integrate with businesses. So we are, uh, you know, a traditional sort of B2B play is really our dis- is our core distribution strategy as opposed to um, a, a sort of B2C distribution. Although anytime we sort of brand ourselves or market ourselves, we very much talk to consumers uh, because that, you know, that's the end user is the consumer. Um, it's just that the business is sort of picking up the bill. So for us um, in that regard, you know, product and engineering, solving the pain points for the business so the, is the number one sort of goal because that's what gets us distribution. It's just that once we have that distribution, then the flywheel starts turning very, very quickly and we don't necessarily need to then push the consumer marketing over the top. Yeah, that all makes a lot of sense. So now I want to shift to what I'm really looking forward to is looking forward and thinking about the product vision for Fast and and what your plan is, the master plan. So I'd just love to hear whatever you're, you're open to sharing. Uh, what is your vision for Fast and kind of what direction are you rowing to over the next decade? Yeah, so... The way I see it is that everything, you know, in the consumer's life is replicated at the moment, right? Every interaction we have with organizations, companies, with businesses, with government is uh, we, we do that from scratch. It's actually really hard to be a consumer, right? We, we're continually onboarding ourselves everywhere. And every interaction we have with a business is the consumer working to uh, sort of fit themselves into the structure of the company, right? So we go to a company's website and fill in their forms and everything is about sort of structuring ourselves to, to deal with this business um, and this organization. And so you can see that in authentication is that we go through that process. We can see that again in checkout. It's the same thing every time. And it's really difficult because everything's done first party. That is, that's the core challenge. And so I think the same thing is true for data. And you can tell from my sort of funny accent that I'm Australian and I moved here uh, recently this year. I have, you know, an American phone number now. I, I moved my family here last weekend. So they've just, they're, they're brand new here. It's like their fourth night in the city, but I've been here for five months and I've got two little kids. Like none of my kids emergency contacts in Australia for five months had my current contact details, right? So if something had have happened to my kids, no one would have known how to contact me. I would have had no idea. Like that's like as a parent, that's a really scary thought, right? This 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 drastic need for us to be able to share data with people um, who need access to this data, but because everything's done first party, like I, I couldn't even tell you where who has all these emergency contacts, like where they're stored, the, all, all the places that I would need to update, let alone have the time to go and update them. I don't think anyone's ever updated an emergency contact, right? And so there's a real need for an intermediary to sit in between to manage that process and scale the data sharing between people 
at the request of consumers, right? Not at the sort of behest of advertisers, but at the real request of consumers and have that sort of transparent link between a consumer uh, uh, and the people who are going to be subscribed to different data points. And that, I think, that, that becomes those three pillars, authentication, payments, and data are the sort of three key pillars, I think, of FAST. And our role is that intermediary to make, to make every consumer to organization interaction, uh, interaction scale so that the consumer doesn't need to keep doing that hard work, right? So that we can just be human. We can control our data, can control, um, have, have much better sort of time optimization and, um, you know, and, um, and just wrap that into a nice service. Yeah, that's, that's fascinating. And I think the approach that you're taking is nothing short of genius. Uh, I, 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 I'm going to like kind of share this to everyone because I just think that it's such a cool idea. And what's cool about what fast, what's cool about fast is that I feel like everyone kind of, when they add a fast button to their website, they're kind of joining like in some way a community or like a network of people that also have fast. Um, do you actually, do you think, do you use that at all to help you acquire customers as like, or does that, is that why some people sign up? It's like, Oh, I want to be part of fast because, they're part of fast and I like them. So I want to be part like, do you see a network effect in that sense? You know, it's, um, it's really funny that we, we literally get fan mail from all around the world now from people who just, you know, who don't even have websites that they just hear about what we're doing and they just love the thought of it. And this is, you know, it's a really amazing um, business that, Every person you see, every internet connected consumer in the world should be our customer in a few years, right? They should be our user in a few years. And, and it's everyone wants this product to exist, right? And it's obviously one click login and one click checkout is great. I think the idea of this sort of one click data sharing is amazing. When we walk into the doctor, we shouldn't have to fill in paper based forms anymore. We've already got this information there. Like our life should be simpler. And we should have the ability to not have to call our banks and our telcos to tell them we've moved, we've moved address, right? It's just, we shouldn't have to do that anymore. The idea of this is is you know what everyone wants and i think it's one business that everyone can explain this to their parents and their grandparents and they actually understand what we do as a company right they understand the product and they want the product to exist right they hate using passwords thanksgiving is next week around every dinner table in this country people are going to have their parents saying can you help me reset my itunes password right because i've been locked out for two weeks it is going to be like top of mind issue for everyone and i think it's that effect that is building this community of, um, you know, of consumers, building con- community of merchants, of investors, of just supporters, because this is a company that needs to exist. And none of the sort of big fame, none of the big existing players can engage in this because they've all got sort of vested interests, right? And and it needs to be a company that is, um, you know, led by people, is, is really protecting people, is driving, you know, consumer... Um, is driven by consumer demand, but really driven by consumer privacy efforts as well. And that, you know, our business is in helping you pay or helping you log in or helping you share data if and when you want to and not when you don't. That's great. Uh, I really like that. So I want to kind of target in on something you mentioned a few answers ago, which is you recently moved to San Francisco and, and your family just moved to San Francisco. I'm kind of curious um, I spent three months this the beginning of this year in San Francisco for an accelerator, and I wanted to make the most the best use of my time while there. 
but I think there is different ways that I could have optimized my time for like max, you know, productivity in some sense. So I'm kind of curious, how did you spend your first month in San Francisco? I'd love to hear just the activities that you spent time on, who you met, what you did, um, just to kind of hear how you thought about that. Yeah. So, uh, so I came over here with virtually no network. Um, I, in fact, we, I had an introduction to one VC who happened to be Australian <laughs> and, um, and, and, you know, who, who actually, you know, who just as a sort of social connection more than anything, to be honest, not because he was a VC. And, uh, and so we came over with no one. So I, um, I just started cold outreach, right. And we just got cold outreach on Twitter or on, on LinkedIn. And we just reach out to anyone who would, who would listen to me, who was working at big tech companies mainly. Right. And it wasn't about, we had, I had just raised a, uh, a friends and family sort of angel round in Australia. I came over here, you know, days later, as soon as the money hit the account, we sort of, caught, you know, um, complied over here and just started talking to people. And I would reach out and say, hi, I'm an Aussie founder. I'm here in, here in SF. Love to tell you what we're up to. And it sort of gets you, you know, the, it's just weird enough that it'll kind of get you seated at the table for a little bit. And then, and then after that, you've got to try and be normal again to try, <laughs> try and keep them interested. Uh, but I would do that and it was, um, and I would just meet with lots and lots and lots and lots of people. And, um, and I still do. I mean, today I've got 17 meetings today. Like I still do this. Um, a lot of them hiring, like we're recruiting like crazy. And, uh, so, you know, most of them around hiring, but just generally I meet with a lot of people and, uh, and I think that again, that's helped to build the community that we've got now. I think it's just, you know, I, I definitely, you know, speed, I work really hard. I'm just, this is what I'm here to do. Like, and I think that we have this really big mission, this, um, this great product story that the world wants to have. We don't really have, I don't really have time to not, not be um, engaging in that. So I just, uh, yeah, all the activity that I could fit into a day I do. Um, yeah. I would love for you to explain a little further a segment of what you just mentioned in that you said that because you're an Aussie founder, but you're here in SF, it was just unique enough, or I think you said weird enough that, that it got you a seat at the table for a little bit. Yeah. Can you kind of describe what you mean there? It, uh, yeah, just can, yeah, can you drill down? Yeah, I, look, there's so much noise in the world, right? Like it's, you've got to, just generally speaking, to do anything interesting, like there's just a lot of noise. I mean, in SF, how many startups start every single week, right? Is I, 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 I don't know the answer to that, but it's, it would be a lot, right? There's just a lot of companies here. There's a lot of stuff. If you just, you know, walk around and said you're a founder, every, like half of the people you just see on the street are founders here. There's nothing interesting about being a founder in this place. There's nothing interesting about having, you know, a company in this place. You've really got to do stuff different. Um, and I think you've got to find what that, you know, a little hook is for me, just being, just being Aussie is, is kind of enough. And I think we're sort of universally liked, we probably thought, you know, we, we might be, you know, thought down of a little bit. We kind of like the lost little puppy in the corner occasionally, I think. Um, but you know, most people are sort of pretty open to just engaging with that. And so it's like, if that is what, if, if you know that people are going to engage with that, then use it. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, that's, um, that's kind of what I would use as my initial hook. But, you know, I, I always say I speak to a lot of Aussie founders who come over here to fundraise and um, I'm happy sort of being their sort of door, their first doorstep. And I always say that the saying you're an Aussie founder will get, you know, especially with VCs, will get you, uh, you know, a meeting some, a lot of the time, or at least it'll start a conversation, right? It's a little bit unique. It's just, you know, it's something different to normal. But at the same time, now you've got to de-risk it because now you're an Aussie founder and it's actually risk in being a company that 
a person that's from the other side of the world? Are you going to be able to hire here? Are you based here? If you're not, like you can't, you know, they're not going to be able to attend board meetings, you know, externally. So there is risk after that point. Um, like no one wants a crazy person. No one wants to invest in like a crazy person, right? So you want to be different, but not different enough that it actually um, becomes a sort of uh, an issue for you. Yeah, the startup game and the investing game is is quite a ride and, and quite fun. And, and I feel like you're you're very well positioned, uh, at least from from my perspective, to do really big things in the startup world and, and build a build a giant company, which is exciting. Can um, that kind of leads me to to my two final questions before we we wrap this up? Um, well, I appreciate you coming on. This has been a fascinating conversation and I'm literally going to be the biggest evangelist for, for fast now. Um, you know, and y- you mentioned uh, earlier in the conversation and in previous podcasts that you, this is not your first um, rodeo. You, you've done companies and, and startups before and here at fast, you're just in the beginning stages of building something that could be really big. I'd love to hear some advice that you have for someone listening who wants to start a company, who wants to solve a problem, but doesn't necessarily know the first step into how, how to do that. Look, I, I think the first step is there's never been an easier time to start companies, right? So, you know, for anyone who wants to start a company, go to Stripe, use Stripe Atlas, and you can incorporate, you know, a Delaware C Corp so easily now. You can, you know, there's so many free tools and no code tools. If you're not, a, not an engineer, you can, you know, build a website. You can build an actual application now, right? You can build web apps. You can build mobile apps. You can actually build like a whole startup without a, actually needing any engineering talent. Uh, and so, you know, things like things like um, Airtable, the Notion, and you know, these incredible tools that you can actually use these days. So, I think that um, there's never been an easier time to start. I think starting is is not the difficult part. It's sort of scaling but not scaling to a like a tremendous degree it's kind of going from once you've got a product to how do i get people to use it and that's that's where people tend to kind of go well i'll just raise money so i won't actually have to talk to customers like that's not a it's not a great outcome i'm not saying that you shouldn't raise money or that there isn't you know that there isn't a place for bc at all like there definitely is and uh you know we, you know we're obviously a fun uh, venture-backed company but uh but it shouldn't it doesn't replace customers like you need to be solving a real problem and you can't solve a real problem unless you're speaking to the people whose problem you're solving and so if you're not solving a real problem then you need to you know change what you're doing and uh and so i think that's the biggest challenge that most people have is is actually just going out and talking to people talking to people who would be their potential customers and working out exactly what the problem is i think that's the um the number one thing that people need to do more of I like that a lot. I, I find uh, something that I've been kind of harping on a lot on Medium and just kind of everywhere is that when you build a product, your first step should not be to run Facebook ads, um, because if you're running Facebook ads, it means you're automating, you know, the relationship, the, the most important relationship that you can have, which is with your customers. Obviously, Facebook ads are good, but if you just do Facebook ads, um, it, it's just you're just gonna, it's not gonna work out. And a lot of people say I'm crazy by saying that. I'm just like, yeah. I guess we'll see, but I fully agree with kind of what you just said. The final question that I have for you, and this is a newer type of question that I ask on the podcast, but I think it's becoming one of my favorites, is you are building a startup, and startups are really hard. Uh, and sometimes as a founder, uh, you know, you can use all the help you can get when someone offers it. So my question to you is, you got all these listeners listening, you know, I, I, I'm you know, having a conversation with you and we all want to help startups that interest us. So my question yep. to you is, 
what, uh, what is an ask that you have for the forward thinking founders community? Or what is something that you need help with that potentially one or two or 10 or 100 people listening can help you out with? So uh, the number one thing is uh, hiring at the moment. Um, so we are, we're building a big but a very strong team at the moment. Uh, we've got some incredible people coming from, you know, we have an exodus coming, I think, from a lot of the big tech companies into fast, but uh, but we can't have that come soon enough as well. And, we've you know, that the groundswell is happening, but, uh, you know, the, the the best engineers, best product people, the best designers. We're really building um, a world-class team and we'd love to have more people uh, joining us. So happy to have referrals. If, if you're sitting in, you know, if you've had high growth experience, if you're a great engineer, great product person, a great designer, and you want to build, you know, a product that's going to be used by billions of people, then that's, you know, we, we really want to hear from these folks. And, um, and, you know, all walks of life, we are trying to build a very diverse team. We don't want a whole, the whole company of people to look and sound like me. That'd be strange. And uh, so we definitely want, um, you know, we just want to speak to good folks. All right. Well, you all heard it. If you're looking for a role or know someone that is, you know who to get in touch with. I guess my final, final question is if someone wants to learn more about Fast, uh, get in touch with you, apply for a job, how how do they find you online? How do they find Fast online? Sure. So uh, Twitter is probably our best, our best social network. You can either go to at fast, a, at F-A-S-T, or you can reach me at Dom, D-O-M-M, uh, or you can go to fast.co and, uh, and you can send us an email to hi at fast.co. All right, Dom, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. As I said, I think this product is fascinating and I'm really looking forward to seeing how it grows. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me.